Dude, this is barrel aged. <clears throat> yeah. Fuck whiskey this week. Fuck whiskey this week. Welcome back to another episode of Keaton Lake. Yes. Yeah, the prodigal sons have returned back home. Hey, young world. This is our first uh, recording back at the International Studios recording studios yeah, known been, as Beguile Brewery. It's um, been a long time. It's been at least a month, I think. I've been recording in my living room, hotel rooms, <laughs> yeah. hotel bars, <laughs> bars. Um, pantries, and Wilson's house. I don't know. Wherever we can find space, quiet space, we go for that. But we are back today at Beguile, and we are not talking whiskey, Wilson. No, we're not. We're talking beer. We're talking about beer. Fuck whiskey. Cheers to beers. <laughs> Cheers to beers. Cheers to beers. And that being said. Yeah. We um, have we've been tr- a guest that we've been yeah. trying to get for Forever. years, 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 <clears throat> months, days, yeah. um, hours, maybe even. But um, <laughs> he's been eluding us, um, but from across the brewery for the last seven months since we started report- recording this podcast. Maybe you've heard him in the background talking about the short shorts that he wears, or maybe the, the, the beautiful socks that he also dons every day on his feet, because <laughs> he does like to coordinate those socks. Maybe even about his Patagonia vest or two. I'll never know, but his long, luscious locks of blonde hair have made it to our table with some delicious beer and a gold medal. Gold medal, baby. Kevin, Mr. Beguile, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys been recording here for years? Secretly. Secretly. Yeah, all those times we came down here and just, you know, brought everybody from the distillery, brought everybody in. We were always recording on our iPhones. We've brought people from around the globe to your... It's true. Oh, yeah, that's that's amazing. That is true. Yeah. That is yeah. definitely true, yeah. That's very true. People from Japan. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I feel honored to be here today at my brewery with you. <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> that does make sense. Makes a lot of sense. You should be a, a, honored to be a guest in your own house. You should be. So um, we are having Kevin on today for a specific reason, because um, Beguile, which is a awesome kind of neighborhood brewery here in Chicago, just uh, was donned a great award this past weekend for something that Wilson and I did a lot to contribute to. Yeah. Drinking. Drinking it. Drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, uh, Kevin and the rest of the team, they won a gold medal for, uh, what was the exact category? So it is a wood... Wood and barrel, barrel aged strong stout. Okay. Strong stout Category yeah. thirty. Category thirty. So there was one hundred and seventy two okay. entries. Okay. From across. Oh, the explain also what the event you were oh, at yeah. too. Yeah. So the gold medal was at uh, the Great American Beer Festival. Um, it's really great. Yeah, it was really great. Very great. Uh, we've uh, participated. This is our sixth year. Uh, first medal that we've ever won. Really? Uh, yeah. First medal in general, actually, uh, other than Nick and uh, Tony won a bronze medal at the Distill Field Games back in 2017. <laughs> um, so we were, games. you know, we used that. As soon as we won that, we were like, yeah, now we can say that this is award-winning beer. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but really, we meant it was award. Like, Tony and Nick won the award for <laughs> being able to throw a Frisbee and knock a beer bottle off a oh, post. I was wondering if it was maybe like a wheelbarrow race or Yeah, there like was a, how to like put together a tri-clamp. So kudos to Nick. Wow. Mm. Um, I, could, I think you could say that that was... You know, I think we brewed that beer, this beer that won shortly after that. So you could say the skills that Nick uh, had in the Distill Field Games mm. in 2017 um, definitely carried over into brewing this beer. Wow. I, I mean, I'd and future medals. So. Yeah. Future medals are kind. Yeah. But yeah, so you guys won the award for your Imperial Pajamas. Yep, barrel aged imperial pajamas. Barrel, excuse me, barrel aged imperial, paj- imperial pajamas, mm-hmm. um, which dates back to a long history of you guys doing some really great barrel aged brews. Um, which has been, yeah. Yeah, it's been. I think other writers have seen it. Said it's been a kind of a an underground, if you will, mm-hmm. like um, mm-hmm. not a high high profile, great but great um, barrel aged brewing from your brewery. Um, but yeah, over the last few years or so. But how did that all start? Just the whole barrel aged process in general. Um, yeah, I think it was probably back in 2013, we got some Heaven Hill bourbon barrels from a friend, um, and we aged a brown ale in it, an imperial brown ale, um, just for fun. Uh, that came out, uh, became our first, uh, barrel aged beer, and that kind of started the whole interest in, um, Chicago's always been a strong barrel aged beer town. We Mm. host Fobab, um, there's a lot of barrel aged, uh, great barrel aged brewers, uh, Pete Crowley. Obviously, the things that they've done at Goose Island. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we thought it made sense for us to try and continue. Uh, we had an interest. Uh, we really liked the the flavors that barrels impart on beer. So mm. uh, we kind of started messing around after that. Barrel-aged Imperial Pajamas uh, debuted for the first time, I believe, in 2014. Mm. So this will actually be 
The sixth. Yeah. The sixth, sixth release. Uh, sixth release, fifth yeah. year. So <clears throat> the one that won, 2018, was the batch. Uh, we haven't pulled the new barrel, the new batch out yeah. of barrels yet. Uh, but uh, the 2018 batch was our fifth ever uh, version of Barrel Age Imperial Pajamas. And that's one that is probably the one we've entered the most into competitions. Okay. So we've entered it into FOBAB almost every year, and we've entered it into GABF numerous times. And we always took the feedback. It always got positive like really strong feedback, but it was really helpful to see what um, the judges had to say. And we've, uh, over the years, we've upped the the thickness of the beer okay. uh, so that it mellows with the, the barrels a little bit better. And uh, viscosity. Mm. Yeah, the viscosity helps balance out the whiskey. And um, time and bottle also helps bring balance out. So that's one other oh, thing that we've okay. noticed. Um, you know, you don't want to sit on a beer too long because there is a turning point when yeah. a beer goes from being great to now it's just kind of like starting to get old. Yep. Um, it's peak drinking season for this one. Um, it's been in the bottle for about 11 months now, and it's tasting fantastic. It's I don't know if a lot of people would use the description like balanced mm-hmm. for a barrel-aged beer, but I really think that's one of the reasons why this beer st- stood out um, against some of the others. A lot of times the whiskey will be a little bit too strong, or you might get too much oak, uh, you might get too much beer, but this one, it's it's um, yeah, it's it's special. I remember when we were packaging it last year, uh, in the annex with uh, Liz and everybody, we were uh, labeling the bottles and got a little carried away because we were really excited at how this batch turned out. Uh, and we drank a few. Oh. We drank the profits, yeah. Oh. Uh, but it was, worth it. But it's worth it was it. worth it. Yeah. So how many um, bottle? These are bombers. So how many bombers were you able to per? Are you able to fill per batch? Uh, so we. So this round of barrel aged imperial pajamas was the largest in our uh, four year, five year history of making the beer. So we did 40 uh, Heaven Hill uh, barrels. Holy shit. 40, yeah. Jeez. So it was... Um, I don't know you that many here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there are... Um, oh, so here, we have some here, uh, obviously, in your studio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice enough to let us uh, store our... Yes, absolutely. It gives a nice uh, atmosphere to uh, the studio, having the whiskey <laughs> barrels here. <laughs> Seen in a lot of photos. Yes, it's yes. If you follow our Instagram, those are the barrels that um, barrels. we're always posting at yeah, is... Um, that we brought in just for our studio and let Kevin put some beer in there to Asian. Yep, so we've got uh, this year's batch over here. But, uh, yeah, so we did 40 bourbon barrels. A bourbon barrel is about 53 gallons. So mm-hmm. uh, I forget what that equates to, but that's almost 80 brewer's barrels worth of okay. uh, barrel-aged beer. So it's kind of a lot. Yeah, that's definitely. I would um, say so. I mean... So how long were they in the barrels for? Uh, we fill them kind of on a... Like, we'll start filling. and uh, yeah. So anywhere from... I'd have to look at the specs, but I would say no less than five months, but probably okay. between five and seven months on gotcha. it, and then it averages out. And then in bottle for 11 months? In bottle for 11 months, yeah. So we brewed that beer back in the spring of 2018. Okay. So it takes it takes a while from getting feedback, you know, when we've taken the feedback from the yeah. judges to implement a change to then see the change through to fruition, which is kind of crazy. And yeah. I think what's really fun about it, um, it's really nerve-wracking. Going through the process, we'll taste through all the barrels. Uh, actually, next week, uh, mm. after our block party this weekend, yep. uh, I believe next week we're reserving every day for tasting uh, 10 barrels okay. a day. Wow. So uh, we do that. Uh, it's hard work. Um, we grade every barrel. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where t- not just tasting through the barrels. That's a lot of fun. Um, you go home with a little buzz. Uh, but then waiting to find out, you know, we do um, full micro analysis on the, each barrel to make sure um, that it's good. And right. then Liz and Nick will go through and grade every uh, barrel and we rank uh, our favorites. And okay. then, uh, we kind of pick what flavors will blend uh, what to go- together well. And that's actually one thing that I think is really cool that we've implemented in the last two years is two or three years. Liz would know better than me, but... Um, Getting together, tasting, and then blending, mm. uh, deciding what barrels to blend together. Yeah, I think that's a huge part of your guys' program is Liz with her, like, if expertise, she's, for lack yeah, of a better term. She's got a, her nose and buds. Yeah. She's a doctor. She is a doctor. Mm. Yeah. So. It's true. It's true, yeah. yeah. You didn't know that? No. <laughs> yeah. She's, I just found that out. She's a doctor of microbiology, which is uh, small science. Did not know that. Yeah. yeah. yeah I just found that You've out. You've never been on the brewery tour. 
Uh, oh. Actually, um, I have. Oh, you well, didn't you pay were attention. part of it. I was actually on the brewery tour <laughs> you as were... a host. <laughs> you <laughs> nice. were a part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I believe that was a winter or two ago that I was pulled on because we, I think you guys were talking about barrel aging brews, and I had sold the barrels to you guys from Koval, and yep. Tony decided to bring me on a few pints in, and, you know... Um, <laughs> Is that why attendance is down? Uh, I think so. I think so. That weekend, possibly. I think it it peaked actually right there. (laughs) That was the the ceiling. And then they're like, where's where's that guy? Where's that guy from across the road and (laughs) talking about whiskey and barrels? But you um, bring up a good point. Uh, We don't just use Heaven Hill barrels. Uh, We've used uh, Koval, uh, one of our, our... our other favorite, we have a lot of favorite barrel aged yeah, beers cool. that we've made, but yeah. Batch 500 was one of the best. Mm-hmm. That barley wine. Yeah. Uh, and that was aged in four grain whiskey barrels from Koval. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've used Buffalo Trace rye barrels to some success. Yeah. To gr- not, no, not gold medal uh, winning, but we've never actually entered that one into a contest. My favorite maybe product you guys ever produced was in a Reinhall barrel. Oh, yeah. The barrel aged Christmas sale. Um, no. The one, oh, yeah. But what was the one with the cherry? Um, sure. Do you. Was it the one with Dry Hop you did a collaboration? Oh, we ro- haven't released that one yet. That oh. one's in Heaven Hill Barrels. But the last year. Or no, that's in Koval Barrels. Wasn't <laughs> it? Um, I thought that was in a Reinhold Brandy Barrel. That was the Christmas. That was the Christmas. Sale. No, that was the Christmas. Yeah, yeah that's right. Oh. I should oh, know Brandy because barrels. I wrote a review about that on our website. You can check it out at keyinthelake.com. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Cool. When, no. you, when you go through the tasting process, is it blind? Uh, no, we know, we know which barrels uh, that they come from. Um, we want to know so every barrel is labeled with a sort of a unique identifier so okay um one of the cool things too that we can see from that is uh so it's not blind we want to know exactly which barrel we're tasting we want to know what you know is it you know is it thick is it hot is it you know is there a lot of bourbon is there you know not enough bourbon because sometimes you'll get a barrel that's a little bit more wet than the other so mm-hmm. you know you get more bourbon mm-hmm. character yeah. out of one but you might get more oak out of another or you might get more beer out of another yep. and so we want to like marry all those flavors up to come up with a perfect blend um, our tanks aren't big enough to blend all that beer together at once so we have to do like a couple different uh, blends of the beer um, I believe the one that we entered was the one that all these bottles are available for sale but from that particular batch uh, we, I had a lot of fun making edits to the label last year that were a little bit too late. Um, one of which was a hashtag lit. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, the right there. there it is. There it is. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get that on there and uh, in time to, for packaging. But uh, it was, you know, we we definitely go through and it's it's fun to see like the vocabulary that we all we all have kind of like unifying like yeah. terminology that we use but we also you know if one like if somebody really likes a barrel it's just like you yeah. know that's the one or mm-hmm. you know hashtag lit whatever you want <laughs> gotcha. yeah. um but uh yeah it's a fun process and the other kind of neat thing too is some of our barrels age in different locations so we have yeah. a couple barrels up here ah. and then the rest of our barrels are in the annex in the and annex. so right down the alley I wanted to see, um, yeah i wanted to know how that was affecting it with those yeah there's different a, there's a temperature difference just like in a rack house so um we tracked all summer um this year for the first time our temperature mm. and so it was always two degrees warmer uh just six feet above mm-hmm. oh wow so makes sense yeah interesting closer to the well, ceiling rises, yeah um uh it was warmer, and then closer to the floor, it was a little bit cooler. But we tried to maintain the temperature all summer between 70 and 75 degrees. I like to keep the studio um, nice and moist up here in the summertime. <laughs> the little humidity to let those pores really open up from the barrels. So even when the AC was on, I was like, let's turn this bad boy off. And let's get these barrels pumping. Let's get these going. It'll make, let's it'll, get these it'll make for a flow of conversation as well. It does. It actually maybe, did. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. A little bit. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, sometime. Um. Yeah. Going back to how you guys handled critiques from judges and maybe also other tasters and brewers along the way of creating this gold medal beauty. Um, brewing along with distilling, you can be a very prideful thing and people don't want to hear critiques. They don't want to hear analysis of, of their products all the time. They they make it because they like it in way maybe a musician makes music because they like their music that way. But I think it gets a lot of credit for you know taking those critiques, coming back each year and year, and developing something new. Was there something that you kept hearing every year, or something that really rang a bell about changing the process process a little bit? Um, I think with this one, it was tr- trying to figure out you know 
recipe development. Mm. Uh, originally, Imperial Bajamos was not meant to be barrel aged. Okay. Um, it was a coffee Imperial stout that we put out. Um, so the initial batch was actually a little thin, I would say, if you go back in time. Nick just died. <laughs> he just dropped the metal. He just dropped the metal. That's fine. That's fine. We can edit that out later, right? <laughs> cool. We like the noises in the background. <laughs> it's good for... It's uh, authenticity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, um, with this one in particular and any barrel-aged beer that we've done, I think we always try to you know, stick to the overall recipe but that, we, that was intended to. But with barrels, you want to have... A very nuanced uh, beer that will stand up to the barrels, and we kind of like brewing beers that will you could drink as a beer, but also and enjoy, and then also marry it up with the barrel. So, like our barley wine, if we mm-hmm. brewed that barley wine clean and un unbarrel aged, like we would want you to enjoy that beer just yeah. as much as when it pairs up with uh, the barrels. Which is what I love about this beer: when it's not barrel aged, it's just as good. Uh, yeah. But we kind of play around with it; we add coffee to it. Um, so I think for us, it's always been about approachability. It's all about, um, we started off as homebrewers, which is what was what kind of really cool about the metal. Um, Charlie Papazian was there to uh, give us our metal. And, you know, one of the first books I ever read about homebrewing was by Charlie Papazian. Um, he's like a, a legend for anyone that's homebrewed before. Mm-hmm. So to go from being a homebrewer in my kitchen 10 years <laughs> ago to... Uh, that moment of accepting an award for him and for such a a prestigious category is pretty cool. And I think coming at it as as being a home brewer, making that transition uh, when we opened seven years ago to being a commercial brewer and figuring it out, it's knowing that it's okay to admit defeat sometimes. Yeah, Um, Knowing that it's okay. Like if we all just kept making a beer because people told us it was good, and didn't really recognize the fact that it needed to be changed, then that's not good for anyone. It's not good for us. It's not good for the consumer. So we've always had a very open um, process of, you know, making sure every beer that we make is uh, one that we're proud of. And um, so we're not too hesitant to uh, change a recipe. A lot of uh, what we can do here, because we have the tap room, is brew a beer one time, see how it does. If it does well, bring it back. If there's something that we can tweak to make it better, you know, we've done that a few times as well. So cool. yeah, I mean, um, I also to go back to like on the beginning stages of the um, brewery. I mean, when Chelsea and uh, Brett were on a few months ago, they kind of mm-hmm. talked about it. But going coming back from like your perspective of being the person who was starting the brewery along with your partners, initially, like how would it all come about? How has the I mean, we don't we know here how the neighbor has reacted to the brewery and how supportive they are. Like you said, it almost can kind of change the menu up the board. Like, what are you drinking the most of? What do you like the most of? And you have really great palates that come in here every single day. But, you know, seven, ten years ago, what was it like <laughs> yeah. before it all began and then leading up to it? Uh, so it was in 2011, uh, the initial idea or concept came uh, came up to open a brewery. Uh, obviously, not none of, I had two part. I have two partners. Uh, that helped me get it started. Uh, not, none of us had commercial brewing experience. Um, Matt and I were home brewing together. Mm. Um, had gotten to the point where we were home brewing at my place. Uh, we were roommates, and then he moved out uh, to move in with his now wife. Uh, but we were still home brewing on the back deck, and then it got to the point where we had a bar in the living room. <laughs> And uh, it felt a whole lot like a brewery, mm-hmm. but we weren't making any money. So, um, you know, we, uh, that's where the initial idea came from. It was like, this would be, you know, there aren't a lot of breweries in Chicago. Uh, in 2011, I think there was maybe 10 or 12. Yeah, that's great. Um, that's crazy. I think we were the 12th brewery to open in Chicago seriously? in 2012. Yeah. Wow, you were the 12th? I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Holy it was that small. Shit. That small, yeah. When now I moved here like in 2007, I think... Uh, Metropolitan was just getting going. Yep. Half Acre was uh, making Half Acre Lager, and that was it. Okay. Um, then you had the Gooses, the yeah. Three Gooses, and Peace, and a Rock Bottom, and that was kind of that was kind of it. Uh, wow. And it stayed that way for a few years until wow. uh, I'd say between 2000, probably 2011 and 2000. Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's been a lot, a lot of breweries opening, but oh. yeah, so it was kind of seeing an opportunity. I grew up in Michigan. Um, I think the last time I checked, there was 225 maybe in Cook County licenses. 
at least. Uh, that sounds, it could be right. Yeah. Um, Chicago land, as it's measured as a metropolitan area, I maybe think maybe it's, it's well over 200. Yeah, maybe Chicago land. Um, yeah. The state of Illinois, I think, is, but that also includes Indiana and parts of, mm-hmm. uh, I think, Milwaukee. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah oh, technically, when it, it's like the census. So, like, we'll put it three floors oh, okay. yeah. snuck okay. in there. Yeah, yeah and the breweries in Hammond. But as the well, state so. of Illinois, I think there's 240 breweries now. Um, I think when we opened, there was 40 or 60, somewhere in there, um, <laughs> which seems like a big window, but when there's two, you're talking 240, that's. That's yeah, and it grown in eight years essentially. Nationally, since we opened, we were just after you know at the time it, it, we kind of thought you know oh well we should get going we'll learn along the way um, you know we'll make the transition we'll we'll kind of tweak things as we go uh, we'll be community focused yeah um, the community will come in and help us sort of adapt and learn and grow and uh, at the time it was like we got to do this we're like if we do this like we got to do it pride now because there's two thousand breweries already. And now there's 8,000. So, um, you guys needed to really, I think from like a small little marketing perspective is be proud of that number 12, like where that like is a badge of honor. I mean, that's crazy in the city. I mean, like if it's producing a beer called number 12, maybe you have, I don't know, maybe you've done it before or just, you know, like teach. Yeah. 12th man. There you go. (laughs) We've talked about, uh, so Pipeworks and Spiteful and us, we all opened up within a couple months of each other. Oh, that's cool. Pipeworks that old? Jeez, I didn't realize that. Yeah. They're older than us. It was us, then it was them, then us, then Pipework or then Spiteful that year. Um, but we've always talked about doing like a class of 2012, uh, party or something. Um, when we get our, when we get our organizational skills up to date, uh, we'll probably get that going. Um, but, um, would, actually, Brad and Jason were with us when we won. It was cool. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. 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 We hung out. Uh, actually, borrowed a ticket from them so we could get in. We didn't have enough. Uh, but oh, so thank you. Man. Shout out to them for yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shout out it to up. the boys. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, crazy. Yeah. So it was just it was all a lot of this business. I feel like has been built a lot on serendipity and mm-hmm. embracing change. Um, okay. So we found this building by chance. Like mm-hmm. uh, my business partner, Brandon was riding his bike around the neighborhood. We kind of knew we wanted to be an industrial corridor in the city. Yep. We didn't want to go out to the suburbs. We didn't want to be kind of off the beaten path. We wanted to be like right smack in the na- middle of a neighborhood. And of course, if you look out the front windows, we're like across <laughs> the street from houses. So it's kind of yeah. crazy, but we're in this industrial building. So yeah. it was a random phone call um, that got us this building mm. uh, on the side of the building. Um, guy was moving out downstairs uh and we were able to lock it in and kind of go from there and that kind of set the business in motion uh, i talked to my girlfriend at uh allison who's now my wife um and said hey i think i want to do this um <laughs> i know it's crazy but uh uh yeah uh she fully embraced it uh my family her family they all kind of embraced the idea yeah. and, awesome. and then it was kind of like running into normally when a house is on fire you <laughs> run away from it <laughs> But we kind of approach this business as like, let's just go. Let's like, yeah. you know, yeah. we'll, we'll, there'll be some learning, uh, along the way and then, um, uh, but we'll figure it out yeah. and, and seven years now, um, that's probably maybe the craziest thing is yeah. watching uh, this neighborhood explode. I mean, like as we, we never, I don't think we've kind of brushed on it a little bit, maybe on some previous podcasts, but this is area that beguiles in is called malt row because the amount of breweries that are uh, here along with uh Koval, which is just up the street from here, two blocks up the street and Leatherby as well, which was, are they still around here? I don't even, are they? Uh, Leatherby has, I think they, they moved yeah. out they moved to like Avondale maybe. Yeah. But they yeah. started in the same building as uh, Spiteful. Spiteful. Yeah, exactly. And having the amount of breweries and a couple of distilleries in this area really has become kind of like a tourist destination. It was really cool to see. It is very cool, yeah. Um, like on the weekends at Koval, if you're doing tours, people will be on like their second or third tour of the day and then going on the two or three more of the day, going yeah. to other breweries and hopping along just down the street, down Ravenswood, Ravenswood Ave and going to all these different breweries and you know helping out the local economy, which everyone in this area pretty much is a small business almost in this pretty area much. and then yeah. keeps growing and growing when and it comes to... Plus you have the event spaces. That yep. Things yeah. are always going on every weekend, so it makes places like Beguile and all the other members of Mount Row a... Yep. Pretty much a, hey, let's just stop at Beguile before the wedding reception mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. the show, the the maker show that's coming up or whatever may be the case. There's just something always going on in this, in this corridor that I just think really offers both growth opportunity and, well, marketing in a sense where 
oh, I heard about that place or yeah. those guys or that beer. Let's just go over there. It's right around yeah. the bend, whatnot. So, but in 2012, you can never predict that to happen in this yeah, area. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, at the time, it was, you know, even this corner where we located, it was a lot different. They hadn't uh, renovated the train oh. uh, yet. Ah. So there was a whole wooded kind of forest thing going oh, on. that's right. I remember um, that, yeah. The building looked a little uh, dilapidated as well. So... Um, you know, us coming in and uh, kind of putting, you know, a lot of the users in this building were people that would come and go. So there was a lot mm-hmm. of artists in this building. There wasn't a really a retail focused uh, business in this building. And so um, just by us locating in this building, I feel like we became uh, an instant partner in the, the neighborhood because Completely agree. we were yeah. here you know, every day. We had, we had customers coming and going. So foot traffic on the street has picked up. Um, and then since then, we've seen... You know, I, we've seen a complete change in terms of more businesses coming in, more um, the event spaces are still here. They were here when we moved in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, one of the coolest things, I think, or the moments where I was like, okay, I think we're heading in the right direction was mm. when uh, there's a house on our block that was for sale, and it, on the back page was a listing about our brewery. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, by the way, just down the street is a brewery. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Can't That's get awesome. a bank loan. But you can buy this house and go to the brewery, you know, like we, the business can't get a bank loan, but it is down the street, so, you know, as a perk. Any of the brew, any of the brews that you guys have that are like your left-handed side is more your, your core and then your right-handed side of your menu is more your experimental and whatnot. Any of the core things that you brewed when you were rooming with Matt at all or anything? Yeah, so our blonde ale was a homebrew. Mm. Yes. Yep. Uh, and it's <laughs> our most best. favorite. It's my most favorite. Most favorite. Awesome. This is my most favorite beer. Period. Yeah. In um, it was recently uh, drank on live television. Yep. This morning. This morning. In front of forty thousand uh, Chicagoans. Well, there you go. Yep. That was. I was, was one cool. of those. Yeah. Um, one of them. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I've drank it live on TV multiple times. That's amazing. Just in my own. You in know, <laughs> house. In your own TV live. show. Direct. Yeah. Oh. I just yeah. took my my iPhone up to my TV and you know just watched myself drink. <laughs> But yeah, blonde is you know blonde was a homebrewing recipe, and it makes up a huge portion of what we sell. Um, it was a big year for that beer, um, and then yeah, the others would be flannel pajamas. Mm-hmm. Pajamas. Uh, that was a Matt recipe, um, and then crash landed was a oh, my nice. recipe. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so that booth, uh, two out of four were um, were homebrewing recipes, and out of the main core flannel is like sort of a seasonal core mm-hmm. that yep. we have um but yeah pretty neat and i think fun to see especially blonde like you know that was the first beer we ever brewed too like and now um, it's in wrigley field now it's in wrigley field now it's at wrigley field yeah. in 16 ounce cans ladies and gentlemen yeah, yeah. for only um, 50 cents more than a bush light this is true. <laughs> and unfortunately, not as available. Not uh, as currently available. in Wrigley due to the playoffs. Yeah. But Son of a bitch. maybe next year. We said, next said it for 100 years, so might as well yeah. maybe re- start, start over, the trend. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, start over. I feel like I f- when I moved here, I fit in really well because I grew up a Detroit Lions fan. Mm. Yeah. So it, felt, it was easy it. to blend in as a Cubs fan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know disappointment. That's a good point. It's, it's constant so, <laughs> when it comes to Detroit sports. So. <laughs> Just that, a little as bit. As long as it's not, you know, hockey is different, but yeah, everything else, it's it's a uh, little different. Hockey is different. That's very. They do call it Hockey City for a reason. Hockey Town. Hockey Town. Hockey Town. Hockey Town. Hockey Town. I always did enjoy the Avalanche and Red Wings fights back in the 90s. Those uh, are pretty good. Claude Lemieux was one of my favorite <laughs> brawlers for the Colorado Avalanche. Number 22. Number <laughs> Sergey Fedorov. Steve Yeiserman. Yeiserman. Steve Yeiserman. I like to call him Yeiserman. He's back. He's back. Is he the GM? He's the GM now. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. the GM of the yep. Avalanche. Can we turn this into a sports podcast? We oh, could right wait. now for the moment. Yeah. yeah if you talking hockey like, with. Yeah. Talking hockey with. I would Kevin. love to turn yeah. it into a sports hockey podcast. Hockey with Kevin. Cool. Let's talk about. Um, Puck it with Kevin. <laughs> no. No. Love no. Us. Well, the NHL did, did just start. I just. We talk about the M- NBA China controversy. We, Pat, nah, we should skip that. No, okay. let's skip the NBA. Um, Tom Brady is he better looking now or than he was t- when he was drafted? He's still wearing the same pads, if that matters. That makes sense. Yeah, they it's age fi- well. Fifteen-year-old pads. Yeah. I think it's even more. He than should that. drink fifteen-year-old bourbon mm. in his fifteen-year-old. He has pads. that whole diet that though. Be, that oh, cool. oh, that's right. You can take a break. I mean, I mean, Not do Tom you Brady. do you think that do, how he takes care of himself? contributes more to his longevity mm. in the NFL or is it his mind that I would say doing something right 
Yeah, I would say <laughs> I, mean, di- I would say diet, diet mind yeah. and uh, strong I mean, offensive line. I think also with him too, a firm quote say that if he was drafted in the first round, he'd been out of the league years ago because the pressure and the mentality it's different on a sixth mm. round draft pick versus a f- makes, first round you know, draft that pick. That makes perfect sense. But you'll, you mean uh, you'll hear stories about like how he was like that guy who was you know throwing balls into uh, into a wheel at like eight o'clock at night when the facility was closed and like, he'd break back in and yeah. you know pay the janitor leave the lights on and he'd work in uh, Scott Pullian the former GM and assistant GM whatever his role there was mm-hmm. always tell those stories about that how he was like just the hardest working most driven person that he's ever come around so yeah. probably has a lot to do with that oh yeah I just think it's remarkable hot wife I don't know uh, overrated underrated over, rated over <laughs> I think over. Turn us I into, mean, turn us into a debate. All right, show. I don't want to rate turn this into a different different direction, oh, but I yeah. think our sports podcast is not going to work out. No, it's not going to work. Okay. We can talk soccer. Sorry, <laughs> Wilson loves talking soccer. I don't. Um, if it was, if uh, the Premier League ended today, Everton would be relegated. Really? Sad, sad moment right now for oh the, for the Evertonians. Tell Matt Brown that yeah, he won't care. Shout Liverpool, out to Matt Brown. Liverpool's doing just fine. <laughs> so, Kevin, now that you have. Um, there comes quite the reward and then quite the surprise when winning an, an award that you guys just won over the weekend. I, I personally, I, I've taken this really too hard because I, I love you guys tremendously and to finally see something happen wonderfully to you all, um, aside on from the community, scale. on a national scale. Um, aside from the, the what you've garnered and what you've earned here in, in your neighborhood, uh, have you gotten any calls? Have you gotten <laughs> any like orders? I mean, uh, things, I'm, I'm, things sh- I would imagine <laughs> should shoot up em- yeah. tremendously overnight in a sense, you know. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm I'm a pretty diplomatic uh, public speaker, so um, <laughs> you know, I that. think I think it was it was pretty wild uh, at first on Saturday uh, in the theater. Um, the cell phone reception isn't very good, mm. and I stepped out in the hallway to cry like. Yeah. In a little bit. Just yeah. a little bit. That's all right. I, was I, cried, I, I welled I cried, up for I you. Lot, yeah. I'll, I'll say that right now. I, I called up. Allison. She was on the top of a mountain. She cried. <laughs> I might cry again, actually, right now. Uh, but no, uh, it's uh, it was something. It was cool. I uh, heard from a lot of people, a lot of customers. I think that's like maybe the biggest, the, the, the coolest thing that even during a busy week, getting, getting like it, the high was high. And then we came back and we have our party this weekend. And so it's like, yeah. got to do all this stuff, licensing, mm-hmm. yada, yada, rentals, all that yeah. stuff. And so it's like trying to enjoy it, but also we've got the next thing to work on. But mm-hmm. at the same time, the thing that came out of this, I think that I've really appreciated the most is seeing how much other people appreciate and get a, get a, just as excited. So customers yeah. Yeah. or yeah. Uh, industry f- people, um, you know, fellow brewers, fellow brewery owners, um, our CSB uh, community support brewery uh, member community, like running into them all week. There's been a couple times where I was in the tap room and people just rolling in, and it's yeah. it's wild to see. Like sometimes you're like, oh, maybe medals aren't, uh, you know, it's a it's a is what does it mean, right? Mm-hmm. What does winning yeah. a medal mean? It's yeah. it was all up to the judges on that day and their palates and a little bit of luck. But at the same time, to hear people come in and be so excited, and then also for so many. Uh, iterations of this beer to hear people say this is such a great beer I don't mm. understand why more people don't know about it yeah. so to answer your original question about what you know what does this change or do you get more orders uh, so far I don't know what the future has but it, it is definitely I can tell you this day this Friday feels a lot different than last Friday <laughs> and uh, you know whether that be pressure you know this was I do believe you know sort of an under the radar beer we yeah, yeah. Uh, always try to maintain our approachability um, we're not really a line brewery. We like to make sure that things are accessible. This beer was available for sale for a couple months last year. Mm. Um, you know, we want people to be able, if somebody wants it, we want them to be able to get it. And so I think this year it'll be a delicate balance of meeting other people's expectations, whether it's retailers and, mm. and, um, our own expectations, how many people, you know, our, our releases have always been a lot of fun yeah. and a lot of customers oh, yeah. come yeah. out. People oh, yeah. take the day off. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> You been know. witness to that. Yeah, <laughs> and we, so, we might have uh, taken a few afternoons yeah. off. Yeah. So to say I'm a little nervous about that, but I think at the end of the day it'll be a lot of fun. We always yeah. do a CSB party uh, for our CSB members that will do the Monday before the release. And so as soon as like I came back down to, to earth, I was like, 
you know, one of the first things we're going to do is we're going to have a celebration party with, mm-hmm. um, we have 350 CSB members, some nice. of them that have been with us the entire time. So it'll be really cool to sort of share this. And I think that's the, the most fun about it is it, mm-hmm. it seems like as much as we want to be approachable and share this experience with everyone, it feels like f- from the feedback I'm getting that people equally enjoy and are sharing in this um, award like we are. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, how we quantify and move that forward and how we, you know, mm. we enjoy it. Uh, we celebrate it, uh, but we got to get back to business. And, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. yeah, it's going to be awesome. And uh, now it's like, ah, you win one. <laughs> like before it was easy to lose. Like yeah, you lose yeah, and yeah. it's like whatever. Yeah, it's like, so. well, we weren't going to get it anyways. But now it's like. It's a lot harder to win. Yeah, and a few points, basically what you just said, which was very well said. Um, first is there was no luck involved. You guys work extremely hard here. There's um, a lot of passion that goes into your company, and you guys are open, like you said, every single day for the public, um, brewing, working hard, trying to make sure that people know you all throughout the city um, and as you're growing in your other markets too. Um, obviously, this now puts you on some of a national spotlight, which is great. So first of all, there's no luck involved because you guys work very hard. Um, you have great staff uh, where, you know, it's been pretty consistent now for the last couple of years, your staff who's been around and seen the progression of this company um, go from a neighborhood brewery to a lot of uh, attention in the city, which means a lot from coming from a city that has so many breweries and such good breweries too, but also doing projects together out in the public. And it's not just about uh, what you can do in the spirits world, but it's all about how you can support the community too and doing charities and, you know, having dogs come and wear cute outfits and things like that. But it's also about when you come, the best thing I can say, the best compliment I can give your brewery is that uh, when it was um, the polar vortex and it was negative 10 degrees, that night, it was still full of trivia. Like, it was jam-packed that night here. Yeah. I mean, there was not a single seat to s- sit, and I came 20, 25 minutes early, and it was already packed because people like love to come here and, be, and participate yeah. about in the brewery and, you know, have fun because it's a great place to be. I agree. I don't think anyone likes to go out in <laughs> bullshit weather to go play trivia. I mean, yeah. I think people came here for you guys. Exactly. Brett does a good job. That's and, true. And yeah. Brett, shout out to Brett. Brett, the Nickabaka, as yeah. I like to call it, although it's not, a, I mean, you know. It's he's 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 a trivia he's, master. Yeah, he is, man. He last time he had like uh, he's amazing. Like zodiac <laughs> signs or whatever. Yeah. Was it called? Astro- astrology was astrology. a cat. Yeah, he was like he was digging deep. So sugar, sweat, su- sweet. salt, sweat, sugar. Yeah, salt, sweat. five. Oh, yeah, sorry, what's it called again? Salt, salt sweat. sweat, sugar, magic, or something like that. Salt, sweat, it's a sugar, Jimmy magic. World cover band. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's no magic. I added the magic. Okay, yeah. you do add the magic. Oh. You do add the magic. Well said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good cover band though. Yeah, good cover band this weekend. They played here this weekend. Yeah, they they played well. Actually, they played really well. They played really well. Yeah, it was be, great. Yeah, by the time they hear this, it'll be Monday. Yeah, so they played yeah. great. They played. They played oh, great. Yeah. It was kick ass. Um, Brett took his shirt off. One time, so many people. One time, a neighbor and regular customer was like, "Hey, did you guys have Jimmy Eat World at your <laughs> black party?" <laughs> we did. Yeah, you should have come. <laughs> we went all out this year. Yeah. I'm sorry you missed it. Yeah, yeah, but then that's another thing too. It's like having those multiple block parties each year too. It's uh, and having people come out and see the brewery and see how packed it is for every single. Uh, I'm sure tomorrow when it's shitty weather, people will still be here. Uh, it's uh, supposed to be 55 and sunny. Oh, so. I didn't know that was gonna be sunny part. Think warm. I like sun as long as the sun is out. Yeah, sun. We got 55 and sunny. Sun's out, yeah. smiles out. We got Chicago a lot of pavement and brick. So yeah. warm it up. Warm it up. Yep, I like that. I might Word. be out there tonight with like a propane gas heater, just heating up all the bricks. Ooh, so, yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Got to go to the extra, yes. you know, extra. Length. So, what are you looking forward to this weekend the most? Um, I think the timing is pretty great. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of friends, a lot yeah. of, uh, yeah, just a lot of friends and family. Um, to uh, you know, these parties are always a blast. Um, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't. It's a pretty social atmosphere for us as a company, but at the same time, we're like working really hard from, yeah. uh, you know, we started earlier this week and then tomorrow start, I'll be here at 6 a.m., but mm. it'll fly by. Uh, it reminds me of my, my wedding. It's like, you, mm-hmm. you, there's so many people you have to say hi to yeah. and at the end, you're having such a great time and then all of a sudden it's over. Yeah. And that's what the festiversaries end up being. But yeah. uh, for us, they fly by really fast, a lot of hard work. But at the end of the day, seeing so many people yeah. enjoying it, I like to go up on the roof, uh, yeah. sneak up you, onto the roof yeah, and like take yeah. it on, like see like the little sort of 
festival that we've created with Dovetail, and uh, to see people enjoying it is there's no better feeling in the world than that. Yeah. So, is Dean coming down? Uh, Dean can't make it this weekend. Uh, uh, he was originally going to try and make it down, but uh, he had to reschedule. So, uh, but yeah, that's my dad. Yeah. So shout out to my dad. Shout out to Dean. Dean Carey. He, lo- out he in loves Michigan. the festiversaries. Yeah, yeah. he does. Yeah, he I'll, does. Le- I'll wave from thirty thousand feet tomorrow at seven a.m. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm Jake missing, was, uh, missing both. Uh, where are you going this weekend, brother? Uh, New York. New York. For New York Food and Wine Festival. Oh, Wine and food. Yeah, absolutely. We have extra cool. tickets. So. Right. Yeah. I'll just let everyone know I will be out of the I, office. Yeah. I think Wilson <laughs> can take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> Won't be a problem. I'll be down. Hang Step you right gotta, in. You so gotta, the picnic tables go in the northwest yes. corner. Picnic if, tables in the northwest corner. Don't forget to put up the tarps if it rains. Tarps are fine. Giant, giant water tank goes right in the middle. Right in the middle. Right, right in the middle. That's the water monster. The water monster. Done. Some call it the water monster. I'm in. Some call me the water monster. You can be the water monster. I'm not sure what that means. You drink a lot of water. Okay. I like to stay hydrated. I like to drink a lot of beer. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, Kevin, thanks for coming on and sharing. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. All yeah. the words yeah. of wisdom. Well, this was Delicious all beer. about you, my man. Yeah. I mean, we hey. had to. Well, I'm glad we can make it work. We just, you know, I like I said, I had no idea you guys were here. Um, so this for is years, news to yeah. me. Glad, um, but <laughs> we've, been, we've been paying our rent on time every month. You have, yeah, yeah, five dollars at a time. <laughs> Whatever we can do, do you know that hey, I keep support? Finn's better than Nin. You know, what no, I'm this is great. I uh, thanks for having me. I'm glad. All kidding aside, um, you are two of my favorite people, and this is uh, as fun as it is to joke around. This is pretty cool. And yeah, I would like to come back again soon. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Well, you know, um, we're usually here on Friday afternoons. <laughs> oh, you are. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. As of lately, unless, unless, you're, lately, at the, unless you're at the bar or um, hotel lobby, was that what it was? Um, well, that usually happens earlier in the week when we do those. Yeah, oh, if okay. we do yeah. one where it's... If, if we can't get someone in on a Friday to meet us here, then we do a Monday, Tuesday. Cool. And last week was the first week we did not record a... We released a podcast, but, but the we last did not record, record one. one. That was the first time in... Well, since if you ever need since me to we started. step we started, in yeah. and just... Do you have oh, your yeah. own yeah. solo cast? Uh, yeah. 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 You can solo cast it. I'll talk to you guys. Like I'll leave a micro. You've already yeah. have microphones here. Oh, yeah. yeah. True. So you just if you need to fill in. I mean, yeah, yeah. Brett, I mean. I mean, you've got a bunch of characters that work here. we got a lot of whiskey, too, so. And you got a shit ton of whiskey. I usually I'm, leave some bottles behind, yeah. so. You you've been leaving bottles behind? No. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I, have. I have not. I mean, <laughs> maybe when we used to work at a different distillery, there was a lot of bottles left behind. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe I some gin. Know. I don't know. Gin. I like gin. Everybody out there, he likes Any gin. Any new gin that you've tried that you liked? Is, is mm. Oh, I just got some gin from uh, Kenny Bunkport, Maine. Mm. Well, it's actually right. you guys just went up there. We did, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. This is me leaving and then coming back. Yeah, so nice. Like, um, <laughs> quick, <laughs> quick intermission. He's I'm back. back. He's back. Uh, yeah, my I met my uh, in-laws in Maine, uh, but they did a little for the quick, first time. For the first time, <laughs> it was a reveal, <laughs> an in-law reveal. Nice. Um, they were inside of a, a balloon filled with confetti. Oh sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, make it rain. <laughs> make it rain. Uh, but yeah, they went on a road trip out to to Maine, and we met up with them. It was our anniversary mm. last weekend. Um, so, but met up with them. But they were happened to be passing through Kenny Monkport, uh, Maine. Uh, there's a new brewery and distillery out there called Batson River. Okay. Oh, cool. uh, so I'll actually have to bring that yeah. next time. I got Love a bottle. Of, I think I got a bottle of gin, and a, either a bottle of vodka. And they kept the bourbon. Yeah, they kept the bourbon. They kept the bourbon. I won't, but I won't make it next Friday. We won't do it. Well, I got to pick it up next week. I'll oh, pick okay. it up next Saturday. So oh, okay, I'll bring okay. it back. So you bring it back. I'll, be, yeah, I'll bring it back. I'll be in Dallas try. next Friday. Just so you guys know my uh, schedule. Good to know. I'll be, in, I'll, be I'll, back, be in, I'll be back in New York the following Friday as well. Fenton, Michigan. Ooh, I one will, of my favorites. I will be um, on a Chicago Riverboat tour, hopefully. Yes. That sounds great. Yeah. Like um, a nice sunset One quick anecdote before Kevin leaves oh, about, yeah. since we were talking about in-laws and marriage, Kevin was the first person to t- I told that I was going to propose, and I, I did. Yeah, oh. It's true. Because I nice. was in uh, Galway, Ireland. Um, it's over in Europe, if you didn't know that. Um, <laughs> yep. um, so I used to know a band called... Part of the Union. Yeah. Part yeah. of the European For Union. For now. No, no, they are. They will be. <laughs> they will be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I used to know a band called Galway Arms. Huh. But I, got proposed, I proposed there, and uh, your good buddies over at Galway Brewery. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. Galway. 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 I don't know why I'm saying Galway. Um, yeah, so I was like, I'm going to do it tonight, and I'm going to go to, is it uh, the Salt... Salt House. Salt House before, yeah. and 
then walk out to the coast and propose. And that's cool. She said. Awesome. She said. Yeah, she said. Awesome, she said yeah. no. She said no. She did not say no. <laughs> I tell said, you what, though. He she did. said no to the drink before you guys left. Maybe. <laughs> well, you're married now, so I'm really confused. <laughs> Different girl. <laughs> <laughs> she does not listen to this. I don't remember this story. Neither of them listen to this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is like when I was your landlord for two years and didn't know that you guys were here. Yeah. Oh, so like But it was funny because he, you know, and again, I left and now I'm back. But um, <laughs> uh, he texts me or sends me, I think it was a Facebook message yeah, at that DM, point. Yeah. And uh, he tells me this and then I don't hear from him for like 24 hours. I'm oh, like, really? Yeah, I don't oh. think you told me you were going to do it, but then you never told me you executed. Oh, or maybe I did. That. I'll go review the mm. tapes, but in my mind, I just rem- I think unless I'm confusing it with something else, I felt like I was ha- left hanging. Ooh, like, hey, I, I came, think it might be true. I remember actually. I came in if it was it was probably the same day or the next day. I don't remember, and I saw Kevin and Kevin's just like so. Did, so what happened? I'm like, I don't, what? Oh, I, you know, I think this is might yeah, might be uh, yeah. drop my memory here. Yeah, yeah this, it was there was confusion as to well, did I it feel happen? Honored. Did it not happen? I feel honored that but, I kept a secret. But mm. you kept a secret. What? I kept a secret until I saw Wilson. And yeah. basically, Tom, who was a a stranger, but, knew the whole process too. Yeah. Who lives? Yep. Who's in Galway at the brewery? So, yep. um, hey, yeah, you know, and I saw him at Fobab later. Mm-hmm. Somewhere yeah, around that I remember Kevin's like, "Did you hear from Jane?" I was like, "No, actually, I." You know, so congratulations yeah. on the engagement. Thanks. <laughs> now that we can talk about well, it. Well, yeah. Um, but once you, so since people are going to hear this on Monday, hey, congratulations on your wedding. Mm. Mm. This was a quick turnaround. Yeah. Quick turnaround. Yeah, quick, quick turnaround. Turn this quick was about turnaround. a year and a half ago. I am happily married. Um, <laughs> I love my wife. I love my dog. Uh, there was no other random person, though, to be well, clear. Let's go back and reveal the tapes from about 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> but we won't go into that. No need to do that at all. Um, but you do have a busy weekend ahead of you. We know you have to get I going. I have to go put up the folding tables. Ooh. No, that's not true. Um, if Wilson needs to help Actually, you with Actually, I do that. have to call the rental company, though. So. You do need to call the rental company. Yeah. Make sure they're Otherwise, I'd hang here forever. And, yeah. and You've hung for a solid 45-plus minutes. Yeah, cool. Good, man. That means I'm 50% over my time. My oh. time. Well, we're paying $10 this month. Yes. It's coming, right, gentlemen. coming out of Wilson's paycheck. Uh, I'll leave this here for you to look at. Maybe I'll, we'll take it to our whiskey show tonight and just put it on our table. Yeah, you can wear, you can wear it if you'd oh. like. Just don't lose it. Oh, the metal? I was about the beer. Oh, the beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. Take the bottle. Take the I bottle. don't want to be Leave the, the metal. The metal will yeah. get... Someone, someone the at metal, a, knowing, will have the knowing metal. Whiskey, knowing whiskey events, someone would take the metal off of our table. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because they just take whatever's on yeah, the they table. Just think they, they can take if it's on the table, you can take that. Take Liz, Liz keeps Not asking me. She's like, I checked inventory. Um, how many bottles have you given away? Like, oh, what do you mean? I you got s- something good. Got to give it away for free, baby. Well, you know, we had to share it with you some friends. You got to share so, some yeah. friends, yeah. you know. So. But apparently there, was a, apparently there was a little bit of a... A lot of friends these days. Uh, discrepancy, yeah, in uh, the count. So it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. You'll, be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. All right. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Hey, well, thanks for coming on. Congratulations. Can you edit my voice to sound really cool? I have it right now I on like uh, fuzz mode. So it's like... I can change it to bright narration, acoustic NPR. Give me NPR. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, th- uh, today on um, talking yeah. with uh, Kevin and Wilson. Um, yeah. It's close. It's close. It's A little close. too nasally, maybe. Two days. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and All that's right. what friends are for. I've never left. I've never left before in the middle. So I know. Well, you know, um, our, for our streaming people right now, they'll be like, oh, there's, "There's no one watching." Oh. <laughs> um, that's that's Kevin. He's leaving. He's um, he's peace, come. He's peace I out. hope you all had a great time at uh, the festival this weekend. October anniversary. Yes, we do. Because it's already happened. It's already happened. Um, Kevin has some good socks on today. Yeah. Yeah. As always. I love his socks. Yeah. He's always um, got some festive socks on. I hope you guys enjoyed a little bit of a break from whiskey, but we had a little bit of whiskey talking there too because the barrels are such a valuable. Um, components when it comes to making barrel-aged brews, obviously. So the people, um, you know, or the brewers here do a really great job of picking out their barrels and making sure that the beer is in there for the appropriate amount of time to create this delicious... Surprising the number of uh, barrels that he has. I had no idea. that. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been in the annex for a while, which is yeah. another building behind the brewery here. Yeah. 
Uh, probably haven't been it since some festival last summer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely one of the top notch um, barrel age programs in the city. I can't speak nationally enough. I mean, don't have enough of the beers. Yeah. But uh, it's there's a reason why I think Wilson and I became. Okay. And every Friday goer of his brewery, <laughs> and it wasn't just convenience because there was another six, seven yeah, breweries to choose from six, in this seven neighborhood. To from, yeah. But it was always about the the friendships that we had built here and the people that you could come see and hang out with on a daily basis. And you know, uh, sometimes you know you're in a long day on a Thursday or a Friday, and you just need to get out of the office for a little bit and you come down and have a small little beer and a good conversation with a friend. And yeah. that's what this brewery, I think, is all about. It's here for their neighborhood. It's here for the city. And like I mentioned earlier, it, there's no luck involved with these awards. Um, this is something that's been a long time earned for this company. I agree. Um, the recognition is there. We talk about medals and honors a lot in whiskey and how they're so biased and subjective. And what does it all really mean? But you can hear Kevin talking about it because there's 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 only a certain amount of festivals or gatherings, I guess, whatever you want to call it, conferences um, in this in the country when it comes to um, to beer and being acknowledged by your peers and the people you grew together with over this last decade to create a really delicious beer, but also just a really great program in your brewery overall is something not to take lightly. They're um, very passionate people here about what they do. Um, I've never seen a staff at a local business, especially in this, this industry when it comes to spirits and beer and alcohol, um, stick around so long and be so invested into the company that they, you know, front of house will sometimes go back in the brewery and help out and learn how to become a part of the whole brewing process as, yeah. uh, as Katie's done. Um, uh, so it's, you know, Caitlin. Uh, oh, sorry. I just said Katie. Um, well, Katie too. It, I mean, Katie, yeah. you know, Katie's been here for yeah. a while. Caitlin's been here yeah. for a while. I know Jim goes back there every once in a while too. Jim does go back there every uh, once in a while. Brett. So yeah, yeah. Brett too. And yeah, in the way that like Brett's kind of taken on a lot of uh, work here and same with Chelsea too, to be create this into mm-hmm. a really hospitable environment well. and having, the having almost something every night too, you know, when it comes to ski ball league yeah. and um, they keep it they keep it fresh, they keep it live. I mean, it's hmm. it's not it's not a still environment. Yeah, <laughs> it's not not at all ever. Yeah, right? and coming here on Friday afternoons and yeah, you know it's, it's four thirty and it's packed with people that are you know just starting their weekend and want to start it in a place where they can have uh, you know come here have some great mm-hmm. beer hang out with their friends. It's also just an environment too where there's not music blasting or True. you can actually have conversations with yeah. your friends and you sit in a fun, table man. and set, have, a, have a have a great time. It's kind of like that whole like cheers atmosphere sometimes when you walk in and <laughs> it's like hey from across yeah. the room as soon as you walk in um granted we hang out here maybe a little too much yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> um but it's something that we've uh it's a place where we've really kind of become like a second home for yeah. wilson and i and for our podcast studio no. <laughs> <laughs> um this is the upstairs space of a guy so yeah. we just love those guys we're so glad that kevin come on and talking definitely about the company we've been wanting to do it for a while and we thought hey what better um week than this week the just a few sure. days after they won um this award that's sitting right in front of us that i'll probably be wearing Damn as a man. necklace for the rest of the weekend nice it says it's uh, heavy it is heavy yeah, but it's cool for them to be uh, just just to be just to be acknowledged for what they're doing here. Yeah, I, I mean to keep it as people focused or human folk centric, I should say. Mm. You know, community centric as well. That's kick ass, um, and they do such a good job with it because they do it organically. It's not it's not pushing their face. They're very cognizant of the neighborhood they're very um they're very thoughtful in everything they do um they you know it's just not an adult playground especially this weekend or mm. when you hear this this past weekend you know children are also invited um like i said it's like a neighborhood block party it just happens to be sponsored by beguile and <laughs> the back neighbors you know dovetail shout out to them as well because they, they've got a nice group over there as well you know, so it's just, it's one of those fests um, that does not mimic what Chicago's known for during mm, the summer. Good point. You know, where there's a thousand street fests, but they're all the same in a sense. It just happens in a different neighborhood, same vendors, same experience, same noise level, and so on and so forth. This is much more 
I think more tailored to Chicagoans and the yep. neighborhood and whatnot, you know, and it plays true to who they are and, and, and how they do it. It's, it's one that I respect and always making an effort to, yeah. to come to, you know, yeah, definitely. I, I agree. I'm, I'm bumming to miss it. Um, yeah. well, fortunately you have, you don't have to wait too long because you know May's coming around. They have their May festiversary. May is coming around. It's October, Wilson. <laughs> we are closer to May of 2019 than we are of 2020. I'll oh, just try to make you feel better. It's okay. I'll uh, I'll just drink double next week. There you go. There we go. Indeed. That's how it works. I know we were going to talk a little bit about whiskey stuff, but I mean we've gone about an hour or so. I think that was a really great conversation just to have with yeah. one of our good friends and. Probably leave it there. Uh, hopefully, um, next episode after this, uh, Brett Bauer will be back on from Sagamore. Yep. Um, we're just going to talk whiskey. Brett, Brett and I have been doing a lot of traveling. Uh, Wilson's done a little bit of traveling lately, too, um, mm-hmm. for the whiskey industry. We've seen a lot of different things. We want to kind of compare notes from different cities yep. and different festivals. Uh, same festivals, different cities, though. Different cities. Um, where we've uh, uh, been pouring our spirits and talking with the consumers because... Surprisingly, it's a little bit different in each city. Um, as it Wilson is. and I are about to go to another consumer event this evening. Yeah, whiskey and barrel night. Shout out! Shout out to whiskey and barrel night. Manufacture Morgan Manufacturing. Yeah. We're in the uh, west side of Chicago. Call it West Loop, yeah. Fulton Market. Shout area. out to Dave and Barb Sweet for putting it on Shout across out the to country. Barb and um, Dave doing a really great job. This is the third one that mm-hmm. Star Wars been involved with this year, and we've enjoyed the first two. And I'm sure tonight won't be an exception. I think it's the biggest one so far. So far, I, I think it's. I a, would say so. It's like 180 distilleries or something. Like that, so it should be a fun, pretty, uh, pretty awesome. Night. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome, good. Yeah, the Union Horse will be there. Will have been there. <laughs> Poor, <laughs> we, um, we were there. Yeah, they were there, <laughs> and I, I know our friends from Sagamore are going to be there. Sags we're there. there. Um, Uncle nearest few. So uh, it's uh, definitely about the whole experience of the whiskey world with um, distilleries, not just locally, not just in the U.S., but a lot of Scotch yeah. distillery, Irish distilleries too. And maybe even one Australian. Very, yeah, very global centric. This mm-hmm. is show. I'm looking forward to it because of that aspect. We got, yeah, as you mentioned, we have everyone from every corner of the country or the globe, I should say, coming out to this. Yeah, one. actually, in, the, uh, on in LA, I was surprised. Um, I had a little surprise of uh, seeing Jamie, our former coworker at Coval. Oh. Um, yeah, who I hadn't seen over probably a year and uh, ran into each other. And nice to meet up there and some other folks too that I hadn't seen in a while that had moved out to the California area since leaving the Chicago market. But yeah. I'm sure tonight will have been no exception. To the past events, I'm no sure it was. A, I'm sure it was a great time. <laughs> I, would, I like talking I in the future, past, sense, present. It's kind of challenging. It is. I, I think I'm kind of getting a little bit more used to it, but um, yeah, you're better at that. Than I don't I know. Who knows? I'm probably not. I'm not <laughs> really too much in the moment. I'm not. I'm not good at much other than I don't know. Walking in the rain. It's a rainy day here it's in Chicago. It's a rainy day tonight. Um, but yeah. Uh, other than that, guys, I uh, appreciate you listening. We appreciate all the support. Um, the last few weeks, it's been really surprising. I'm truly, truly, truly humbly mean that. Um, the, the support that we've heard from people saying, hey, keep it up with the podcast, been listening, been enjoying it. Um, our friends being recognized <laughs> in the public from the podcast, uh, which is pretty funny and cool. Um, it's awesome to hear. Uh, it's not about uh, Wilson and I. It's just, no. it's just something that we are deeply passionate about and I don't see either one of us changing industry uh, careers any any time in the future. And we just love talking to people that are all about whiskey, all about supporting Chicago and like the global economy when it comes to whiskey in general. Um, We want to have some more people on um, that are just outside the Chicago market too. Um, People have asked me like, hey, are you trying to keep it a Chicago market podcast? I'm like, absolutely not. It's just that we live in Chicago and we always want to do interviews in person and conversations in person. Um, So we don't want to do any Skype or phone calls um, overall. A, I don't know how to do that. I don't either. <laughs> and B, we can tap maybe Chris, uh, the urban bourbonist, yeah, uh, yeah. maybe. But he does everything on Instagram. Instagram, but he, yeah. Yeah, but he's I, ventured I, in that area. Yeah, and that's a, his, his avenue. <laughs> I, I think there's just a personal touch um, that's lost when it's not in person. I agree. And I love meeting people. And we love talking. Yeah, so we do too. Yeah. If you're, you know, if you're listening to the podcast and you don't live in Chicago, but you're going to be in Chicago, or if you're from New York, LA, where I travel a lot for work, let me know. Hit me up. Yeah. Um, find me uh, on Instagram, Facebook, um, whatever it may be. Uh, Where on Instagram and Facebook, um, Jake? Tracking, no. Nope, I'm, that was your what, old one. What, did, what was my name now? Jake Cookie. All right, Jake Cookie. <laughs> J-A-K-E-H-E-K-E-E on Instagram. And I believe it's the same thing on Facebook, too. Same thing on Facebook. Uh, and I, then Keena Keen, Lake. Yeah, Keena Lake. Well, uh, Keen, uh, just did DMS on Keena Lake, too. Um, because we'd love to have you on. We'd yeah. love to hear voices we from hear all every, over. We want to hear every voice. Mm-hmm. Every voice, every story, every experience. 
we want to be friends. We want to yeah. make new friends. We want to introduce you to our group of friends. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, well said. Um, and uh, next week we are catching our white whale. <laughs> we are catching our white whale next um, week. As you are here listening to this on <laughs> Monday. Right. Um, Monday, Finally. Monday the 14th? Of October. Monday, 14th. Monday, correct. 14th of October, yeah. the following day, we will be recording with the one and only Marty Duffy. Um, Uncle Marty. Uncle Marty. Um, <laughs> he has ridiculed me for weeks for not having him on the podcast. Uh, just want to truly say the reason why I haven't had a man like him on our podcast is because I didn't think a person like him would want to talk to us. Um, I started this podcast with Wilson seven, eight months ago because we love talking about whiskey, but I think in the sense where I feel like compared to someone like him is that we are such a, have a novice voice. True. He is somebody who's worked in this industry for decades. Mm -hmm. Um, People know him globally. Yes. As Callum talked about, um, and I felt called this ago, someone flew over from Europe to hang out with Marty um, at the Chicago whiskey event. So it's a privilege to talk to somebody like that and someone who is, you know, super friendly with us now over these last couple of years as we got to know Marty. And, um, I always saw him as a person, I like to call them whiskey luminaries, um, that are, that that are always in the the market, always at Mm -hmm. events. And they're fingering it all. Definitely. And there's a name to be out there because they're such good people and such knowledgeable um, people when it comes to the whole entire industry. So. I mean, he's not the only one. No, you know, no, no, but, no. There's you know, so many and, and this, I mean, just to talk to yeah. that, I mean, there are some great. Yeah, it's like he's like, hey, you guys should have, as well. you, you should have Lou Bryson on. Yeah, it's like, Lou Bryson. Yeah, yeah, he can come up with yeah, yeah, it's like, I mean, yeah, 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 you, you, you tell you me you want to bring him with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, absolutely. One of, the, one of the best whiskey writers in the world. Sure, come on whenever you want to. That's the thing where I don't think Wilson. Yeah. And I know I don't look at the analytics that much. And I don't think we have that great of a following, but it's somehow become this little niche industry podcast, yeah. um, at least here with the Chicago market. At and, least here. Yeah. yeah. And we love to have it grow. I mean, not for our own sake, but just because we love talking to people. Yeah, we do. And this, this market or this industry is already just so small and attached. Like I was talking to a guy in LA who I met on a pier after an, a whiskey event um, in Brooklyn. And he's like, did we meet in Brooklyn? I'm, we met in Brooklyn <laughs> at the Q Tonic event. He's like, they're one of my customers. I'm like, yep, that's where we met. And this is like four months later. And I had seen an event before that too. So it's, it's, it's a very small industry yeah. when you kind of uh, have those all, all those worlds collide. Um, and we want to hear from everybody out there. Um, we'll stop rambling though and leave it at that. I hope everybody had a great weekend. Enjoy the rest of your week as you're listening to this on Monday, the 14th of October. Um, check us out on uh, at Keenlake, keenlake.com. Check out Wilson at 312 made also follow a union horse distilling co because they're an awesome distillery that wilson represents here out of the midwest they're based in uh, kansas and uh, do some great stuff and if you want to try some australian whiskey go look at uh, star award whiskey this is the company that represent not trying to promote the products we're just trying to be about transparent about who we are in this industry and who Mm -hmm. represent and what we do other than that guys thank you for listening please like and review us on anywhere you listen to this podcast (laughs) specifically (laughs) itunes we're looking for a five star so we can get the mcdonald's money mcdonald's money Have a glorious day. Cheers. Cheers.